Hey friend, I'm so honored to share space with you right now. Why? Because when we share space, there's no dark corner left behind. We shed light where it's dark by challenging our perspectives and the parts of our mindset that are limiting and even contributing to the parts of us that are unfulfilled. We dig to bring clarity to our mind and by God's grace, even peace for our soul. So if you're really ready to start digging, I'm Coach K Jones and it's Tuesday. So let's talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Talk, the podcast. You guys, first of all, the fact that we're at the end of February is insane. This is the very last segment on the February's All About Love podcast episodes. And you guys, we have a very special guest here. Okay, you guys know her. Okay, let me just say that. Y'all know her, but let me get into it, you guys. Whitney LaBelle, also known as Just Witty, is a well-sought-after influencer. She's a comedian, a content creator, a speaker. Her transparent and hilarious content has garnered her hundreds of thousands of followers across various platforms with millions of views, making her one of the go-to voices of this generation, y'all. Whitney has built her influence through the grace of God relatability and authenticity to her life's journey. She has her first feature film set to release this month, February, called Diminishing Value of Love. Mm. Everybody, let's welcome Whitney Lavelle. (laughs) (laughs) Whitney, you are amazing. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'm honored that you are gracing this space and sharing space with me and our listeners. Wow. So diminishing value of love, just looking at that. And this is the February's all about love segment. But before we even get into it, please share with us how you got to be an influencer and comedian. How did you get to where you are today? First of all, super happy to be here. I just want to say that I love the energy and all the things. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I started my journey in content creation in 2015. Wow. So I've been I've been doing this a minute. And okay. a lot of people know me because my wig fell off. Right? Guilty, oh. guilty, guilty. Seriously, right? So God used <laughs> used six years of development. Or no, that happened in 2022. So I was doing content before a lot of people knew me. So just a quick recap. Um, I remember 2021. I was going into the gym and I was like, you know, I'm going to pray for my future husband. Period. Period. Because he <laughs> needs to know I'm I'm thinking about him. <laughs> <laughs> and so I recorded the prayer in my car. Nothing special. It was sarcastic, but it was real. And um, I said things like, Lord, help me to be found in the place looking wifeable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, pin his location. You know, and, and all these things. So I asked my best friend what she thought. She's like, you going to post it? I'm like, people going to think I'm desperate. People don't even know I'm single. Posted it, and it was my first viral video. Wow. Yes. Before that, I was playing three different characters on screen, my DSLR, like chopping it and, and getting like 20 likes, 50 likes. Mm. So so creating my jokes and my craft, but the Lord used something as simple as a prayer. That was my first time being authentic, um, showing up and, you know, just having humor. And I think it's sauce there. Yes. Yeah. And you've just found your tribe. So it had like 10,000 likes. I'm like, Jesus, (laughs) people, you know, 400 comments. And I'm like, whoa. So then I just start doing prayers for my future husband. You know, and so uh, after that, I got into Christian flirting. I started that like 2021 and it was just easy stuff. The Lord was just giving me ideas and um, being flirting in your 30s. I made a whole series with that. And so I was working really hard with my content before the wig happened. So when people visited my page, they could stay. They're like, oh, she's funny, you know. Yeah. So that that was my journey. And now I'm here. My goodness. And I was going to ask, too, I was going to say, because, of course, like 
just going through your content, clearly you could tell that you are very much a God follower, a Christ follower. And I love and appreciate that. I can respect that. And I was going to ask, like, how you feel your faith has played a role, you know, in where you are. Um, but the fact that all of this, your entire career started with a prayer, whether it was, you know, funny or not, it was almost like you were seriously joking. You know what I mean? Yes. And so the fact that God used that, he honored that. And for you to post it, that was bold. Absolutely. But it also, yeah, helped you to know, like, people, people can also relate to that. It was funny, but it was probably a lot of people like, girl, I feel you. Absolutely. And it was the first time my comments weren't just like laughing emojis. Yeah. It was actually heartfelt things like, man, you know, I've been I've been waiting for years for my husband. Girl, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and and my tribe started to find me just from a heart tug. That is so beautiful. That is beautiful. And so even with like your content being like humor and singleness or, you know, and things like that. Like, do you believe there's a higher purpose for your platform and what you do overall as well? Absolutely. Um, My intention is always to glorify God some kind of way. Mm -hmm. So even, even before I post certain skits, I'll be like, Holy Spirit, have your way. You know, yeah, even through laughter, like penetrate the heart of the unbeliever and be like, whoa, what's special about that? Yes. I feel a different way, you know, because God is so creative how he reaches people. And it's like no gift is irrelevant. He uses so, everything. He uses all of it. Absolutely. So so that's my my heart's, you know, desire is just to point people to God and how he made me just, you know, glorify him and have a good time doing it. Mm. Did you always imagine, like, did you always know your purpose would be like to be a content creator or influencer? Did you always believe that you were going to be a comedian or what? (laughs) What did you think? God, no, 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 no. First of all, I didn't even like speaking in front of people. That part. Growing up. Oh my Lord. That part. You know, Easter speeches, I used to like just cry. I'll wait for the late, you know, the mother to be like, bless the Lord. And I'd be like, Ugh, and just start crying. So I have to, you know, thank you, mother. <laughs> you know. Um, but but even at a young age, I knew I knew the Lord gave me the, the gift of comedy because I could just make my friends laugh really mm-hmm. well. You know, just being myself. I used to entertain, but I didn't like attention. I felt that. I felt that so hard. Yes. And and even playing basketball, like the Lord has gifted me to, to do things very well. And um, my struggle had been like growing in church, you learn to be humble, mm-hmm. you know, and you learn to give God the glory. And sometimes um, if you don't have balance in who God created you to be and being lowly, then you can just shun you know, uh, praise that God has designed for your gift. Right. And the Mm. authority that he's called you to operate in. And so with that, I just, even with hooping, like I was all American and all this stuff and people like, Oh, you're so good. And I'm like, ah, you know, Hey, I was just going to ask you, think you could see me on the court. I know you see all my trophies back here. Yeah. I saw that back there. You better. Come on. But I ain't no All-American or nothing, though, so I'm going to let you have that, but go on. Go on. I, I don't got no trophy with a ball on it, so you better. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's about three MVP trophies up there, but I'm a, you know, I'm a little humble. Don't hurt nobody. You know what that means? That means she a hard worker audience. That means there she got is. some skills, and she can put stuff together. We going to get it done. Job. That means we going to get the job done. Come on, somebody. Amen. But, yeah, so... Mm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off when you was talking about hooping. I was like, I got to get her. I have to. It always no, only right. I love it. Um, I love it. But I, I, but even going through your content, right? Like it is truly hilarious. Like I love it. You are, it's like you're the same in every video, but every video is different. I can't really explain it, but even still, every time I watch it, I knew 
like something in my spirit just knew that there was so much more than just a funny version of Whitney. And I'm like, she, she, and, and when you dropped the video the other day, it was like a five minute long video. I commented on it. Five minute long video, just about your revelation that you had. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. Plans, but you were just, the plans he has for you. The plans and how you were yeah. saying that plans are things that are already set in motion. Yeah which means you have to show up to be in motion with the plan that God has for you. And I was like, you better, oh, you better speak. So good. So when you said that, I was like, this is exactly what I knew. I was like, I knew that there was something else. So that even that snippet of serious content, I was like, this woman, Lord, is so diverse, so gifted. And I just appreciate who you are. But even still, even still going back to, like your content, like for encouraging singles, like even through the humor, what issues do you see uh, most women facing in today's society? Like most single women, especially single Christian women, like, or even for yourself, what do you feel like is the most challenging part of that? You know, I think the most challenging part of being single is protecting your hope, Mm. your hope for the future. It's like, you know, because the thing about it is singleness does not define you, but you have yeah. a desire in your heart Absolutely. to be married, to have companionship, which is not a desire you even ask for, right? It's just by default. And then, you know, if you know the word, sometimes it can work against you. You know, mm. delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. I've been praying that for years now. Yeah. You know, and, and hope deferred makes the heart sick. So what do I do? Yeah. What do I do with these feelings? I don't want my heart to become callous to the idea of marriage, um, but I don't want to dwell on it too long because I, I haven't had success. Yeah. Right. And so I feel like in that space, it's really important to include the Lord. Yeah. Right. Because feelings are true to the moment and they they shape how your heart um, digests things. But the word is true regardless of how you feel. Period. Yes, Lord. Yes. So for me, I have to study scriptures. I have to say, Lord, help me to keep seeing you clearly while I'm in this position so that I can receive Mm -hmm. when you you do have for me. So I'm not a repellent in the spirit. Oh, we know. Yes. Like you know, bitterness or, or just hurt. Like, Lord, I really believe that time that will work, but here I am and I'm getting older, you know, and it's these factors. And and so it's like, for me, I would, I would tell the person who's single, who, who don't understand, just figure out ways to protect your hope. Yeah. And um, continue to work on yourself. It sounds cliche, but the more work you put in singleness, the better fruits your marriage will produce. Absolutely. I agree with yeah. that 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, like finding ways to continue to work on yourself, which throughout all of February, that's kind of been the theme of the podcast. Like I've interviewed a married man, I've interviewed, you know, married woman, a wife coach, and just different things in like, the question I would ask was always like, what do people do if they are in pursuit of somebody? And the answer has consistently been to work on yourself. And I can even find that to be true. Like I can speak on that behalf because before I met my husband, I was a single. I just got out of a terrible relationship. I so bad. I wasn't looking for anybody. Like there was no pursuit. There was not even a smidge of pursuit. Like I ain't want nothing. I'm like, everybody leave me alone. Get out of my face. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to work. Like I'm just on it. I'm reading. Like I am just working on myself because I think growing up, you know, even in elementary school, little elementary school relationships and middle school Mm. and then high school, like I was always the girl who had a boyfriend. Mm. So, and I was just in those little petty cute whatever relationships forever so much so that when I got out of that last terrible relationship I realized I didn't really know who Kayla was without somebody come on 
Mm. So I had to, I had to take that time. And it's like the way, like we said earlier, God uses everything. He used my hurt to isolate me because if I wasn't hurt bad enough, I probably would have been looking for my next relationship. So good. So I had to, I had to just, I just had to be hurt. But in that hurt, I also healed by finding out who I was, what I liked, what I wanted to do, what I like to do, what even I want in a person. Cause I was just going for, you know, the next best thing. I didn't really have any standards, no expectations, so to speak. It was just like a, okay, we vibe. Yeah. You could be my boyfriend. Mm. But so in that, yeah. So in that time of singleness, and I was, I wanted to have a repellent spirit. Okay. And that part, I was like, uh, uh-uh, keep them away from me. And so for about two and a half years, I was single and I was so fulfilled. And this was before I really had a revelation of who God was, mm. which is very interesting because even in that, like I've, I've always been spiritual, but I didn't really truly begin to accredit that to God until about a year and a half, almost two years now. Wow. Yeah. I'm a, I'm still in, I'm still a new walker. I'm still a new walker, but I have, I've seen so much of God at this point that it's unquestionable. Amen. But long story short, (laughs) (laughs) long story short, my husband came along. I gave him the works, put him through the ringer. Cause I was like, leave me alone. This is not what I want. But he was yeah. so patient, so persistent. Yeah. And it was the subtle persistence for me because I've always dealt with, I don't want to say aggressive, but those guys who are extremely pushy, who will push yeah. themselves on you constantly. And the fact that he wasn't that had me kind of look second, like kind of double take, like, mm, this is I don't different. know. He had a very calm spirit. Yeah. Um, that's, that's powerful. So it was, it was in my single time, like you just said, it was in my single moment where I was able to build myself up to even recognize or receive like the love that I deserve or to recognize that a person could actually be good for me. And I can only imagine what that would have been like if I was closer to God then. Mm. So to even have, you just have to, you just have to pay attention to your spirit. Pay attention to the spirit and sit with yourself long enough to know, like, to be able to hear from it, to guide you. That's so good. To guide you. Yeah. And, you know, I think it is it is power in in sitting with yourself Mm -hmm. and even pursuing healing. Yeah. You know, and, and receiving healing and asking yourself tough questions. That what part. do I really desire? What do because when you say what you desire, then you'll you will know what you feel worthy of. Yeah. Oh we so, yes. Oof. Right? And then then the stuff you don't feel worthy of, you you can have time to ask, why don't I then it might be some trauma. Then mm. then you start getting deeper, right? But but it's all freeing yourself to to be the person that God calls you to be one. But two, to attract what you truly desire, Oof. right? Because I think even authenticity with yourself is so important because it shows it. It's so many things I feel like activates in the spirit when we agree with who God aligned us to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I feel like because what the Lord was dealing with me on uh, is acceptance. Mm. So like, a few years ago, he was like, I want you to start accepting yourself for who I made you to be. Everything about you, your quirks, you know, when you go into a room and crack jokes and you're everything, you, you being your childish self and it's taking people by surprise. I want you to be yourself. <clears throat> and then when I started dating, he was like, accept people for who they are and they'll show you versus you know, um, putting a premeditated idea on you're my husband. You yeah. need to be this. It's creating tension when we ain't even got nowhere. My God. 
That's a big one. That's a big one. Learning to see people for who they are without the expectation of who you need them to be, who you want them to be, who they have the potential to be. Let them Ooh, be. We. Let them be. Man. Let them be. So how do you how do you feel like about when it comes to like meeting people? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like dating apps like Christian Mingle or Black People Meet? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Okay. And also I want to follow up with that too, because it's like I know you have the dating project too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that kind of like an app or I'm sorry, I actually like a two-part question. Go on. No, you're fine. So so I had a season of of getting all the apps, downloading, <laughs> you know, from Bumble to Hinge to Tinder to all whatever of else. Yes. <laughs> and what I learned was it's a little more stressful than clarity for mm-hmm. at least me. You know, and even um swipe culture. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it it conditions us to desensitize the human. Ooh. Right? It's like, yeah, it's like, what do they offer me? You know, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. and it's it's not conditioning us to uh, to associate well with yeah. me. But it's worked for a lot of people, and God could use anything. Um, and within that season, I actually did start going on dates and learning myself with men, you know, and like not being like, oh, he's not this, this, this. I'm just gonna try. Yeah. I'm just, enjoy dating, you know, and seeing what I like with guys, how they treat me and, and how I treat them X, Y, Z. Um, but it didn't work for me. Yeah. It didn't work for me. And so with the dating project, uh, me and my partner, we've actually created, uh, it's like an app, but it's a hub of Christians and it's a place for Christians to connect mm-hmm. and, um, build meaningful, connection right so we have like different rooms that you can enter so you can enter the shoot your shot room oh so everybody in the shoot your shot room <laughs> got, a, got a little intention behind it i say they ready <laughs> they ready to shoot that thing and and then we have like 30s and up room 40s and up 50s and up i so love you that kind of yeah you build a community and and we're still uh developing so many things but our intention behind building community is to ultimately build healthy human beings mm. you know, who function well and have biblical principle to live by and, um, you know, have fun because singles events aren't that fun either. They can be kind of weird. So we want to yeah. bring a different <laughs> culture to it. And, you know, it's hip, but it's not like, you, you know, you, my husband, it's no pressure. Yeah. It's not forceful. It's just like connect with the people, connect with everybody. Yeah. Learn, ask yeah. questions and maybe we could dance and have a good time. Christians <laughs> like to have fun. <laughs> so why don't people believe that? It's strange, but I mean, I grew up, re- I grew up religious, so I understand, but <laughs> I ain't going back. Listen, I say I feel like that that's definitely a different conversation for a different day because I grew up I actually went to Catholic school from like second grade all the way to eighth grade. So I was in mass every Friday for all those years, not really knowing nothing. I knew God was love. I knew Jesus was, you know, my savior, but I didn't really understand because I was so young and it was just a part of the curriculum to a certain degree, right? But again, like, and so I'm glad that I went through the journey that I did with God, because truly coming back to him in the way that I did two years ago, helped me to see him for who he truly is. And, um, and that was just, that's the one thing he told me that I would never forget is he was like, you've tried religion. You have not experienced the power of me. And I was like, what? That's good. And I was like, wow, okay. I was like, okay, well then let's try this thing again and I will come into it with an open mind and I have not looked back since. Come on. No, no rear view. 
No rear view. No, <laughs> no rear view. Destroy the whole car. Take that thing off. We going forward. <laughs> I love it. So then the the waiting process for Christian singles, which you kind of hit on this, but like advice wise for I guess the times where people are experiencing loneliness mm. or yeah. any other challenges, like how do you cope in those tough moments? Like not just a waiting period overall, but like those super, super tough moments. Like, of course, like, for example, you know, girls, we get real emotional around certain times in a month. Valid. So like hormones, emotions be all over the place. We want to cry over the smallest thing. So like even in those tough moments where you're just like, I just wish I had somebody or, you know, whatever that looks like. How do you get through that? <clears throat> Yeah, for for me, what I what I did and still do is um, I encourage myself to feel how mm. I feel because because I would find that I could even condemn how I feel or judge how I feel. Like you need to be stronger. Yeah. Why are you Why are you still on that? You know that voice that mm-hmm. try to shut down your true feelings. Stop being a little baby. <laughs> right. You've been crying about this. Suck it up. Right. You know, and so I, I even had to in therapy, I had to learn that uh, I don't stop giving myself grace. I have to give myself grace and feel how I feel. So sometimes I cry, you mm. know, and um, I would encourage people who are lonely to to build community and yeah. reach out to friends because my my best friend, she picked me up a lot. My mom picked me up a lot. You know, even crying, being vulnerable with others is is different. Yeah. You know, especially when it's something that they might not be dealing with, you know, and it's it's a vulnerability there. But they there for you and they want to encourage you. So I would say, you know, figure out your your um lines of of love. Mm. What what love flows to you when you're lonely. Yeah. You know. Whether that's friends, like girl, I just need to talk. That's I'm good. Lo- I'm lonely again, sis. <laughs> you know, can you encourage me? What you think my husband gonna be like? You just, start, <laughs> you just start talking about it, you know. Oh, I'm gonna I'm keep that word, you know. And 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 the truth of it, sometimes too, is even when I didn't want to receive encouragement all the time, but I was great. I'm grateful in hindsight. Yeah, times where where you you be exhausted even with saying the same thing. Yeah, but it's good. It's good for someone just to be there with you, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's identifying those people in your life. And if you if you don't have nobody, you have the Lord. Amen. In real life, and and pray that the Lord sends you genuine people that you can yeah. connect with. Oh, genuine people in your tribe. It's really important. And you mentioned something earlier. You said that well, when you were first getting started, you were praying, you know, like seriously praying, but also like seriously joking at the same time. Like you prayed, you know, about your husband because you wanted him to know you were thinking about him. I remember after that, you know, the bad relationship that I had, I remember writing a prayer to my husband, to my future husband. I remember write in a future prayer about um, the qualities, not so much like, oh, and I know you're going to be driving this and I know you're going to work this type of job, but literally um, prayers about the qualities of him. Like he will be patient and, you know, he's going to be, you know, open-minded and loving, you know, concerning me and my considerate. And I wish I still had that prayer because when I think back on it, it, they are the exact qualities of my husband. I love that. And so I wonder, like, and I remember when I was writing it, like, it wasn't that I was feeling lonely, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was a healthy thought process, like a healthy way to get my emotions out in a yes. way. You know, so like when we are overwhelmed or something and we pray to God, like, okay, God, like, I'm just lost right now. I really don't know what to do. It's therapeutic when we can get those things out. It's therapeutic when we can journal. And so I wonder, do you feel like it would be beneficial 
to in those times of loneliness, write to your future spouse? Or do you think that that would make it worse? And that's just, I'm just curious to know your thought on that. No, I, I literally have a husband journal. Oh, I love I purchased, it. That I purchased, yeah, a few years ago. And my desire with the journal was just to write to him. Mm-hmm. What I be feeling, sometimes it's tough days, sometimes it's I'm thinking about you, you know, um, because I do think things activate in the spirit as well. So, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yes. You know, and faith without works is dead. So, yeah. so I love to um, do things by faith and mm-hmm. see how the story plays out because it is therapeutic. And a lot, some of my entries is like, I'm just crying right now. I miss yeah. you. I don't know you, but but it takes a childlike faith to tap into your imagination that way and not feel silly Absolutely. or judge yourself as an adult, you know. And I also believe in a list. I believe in writing, you know, your standard and yeah. including the Holy Spirit and what you desire because it's the aim, mm. right? Then you surrender it to the Lord and whoever the Lord bring in your life, you have more things to say, hey, you know, he don't really show integrity. Yeah. I don't I don't think he going to be right for me because because on my list, I, I put Lord, I want him to have integrity. Yeah. Or, you know, the way he behaves that will honor his family even now. Oh, right. You know, so that's good. So with, yes. Like with that list, I was like, Holy Spirit. It was a few things that were physical. But it was personality. It was spiritual things. It was sustaining things. Yeah. It, and I, I think that's beautiful to have um, a list to give to the Lord and say, hey, this is my request. I'm sure you can do better. Yeah. But, you know, help me to see whenever you bring that person. Oh, yeah. this is good. Yeah. That's really good. And I'm, I'm oh, I know that so many people will find edification like in this, in everything that you're sharing. So again, thank you for sharing space. And um, do you believe that like, okay, so we talk about healing, right? We talk about healing. Do you think it's important for a person to be completely healed? Or do you think that that's like a requirement, like something that has to happen, like for a person to be completely healed before they can actually mingle with or possibly meet their future spouse? Or do you feel like it's a continuous work in progress? That's a great question. Um, I definitely think it's a continuous process. Mm. And but I think as people, we're all broken. That's why we need a savior. Yes. Right? So even the wholest human you see is still broken because yeah. we always will need a savior. You know, and so I think it's in identifying your brokenness and in your singleness, inviting the Lord into those spaces. Lord Jesus. Right? Yeah, it's like if it's trauma, if it's whatever it is, um, Lord, help me with that so that my brokenness doesn't spill on my future spouse heavily, right? Heavily. Because I do, I feel like whoever the Lord has for you will have a grace for your brokenness, just like you will have a grace for theirs. Yeah. And when you come together, you edify and become better. But I think it's important to, to work on self because it just makes things easier. Yeah. You do repair, you know, I'm not listening from insecure eye or ears, right? Because I, I've become more whole. I'm, I'm affirmed in myself. Yeah. When you when you say you're gonna do something, I surrender it and I let you prove yourself versus feeling abandonment. Like, oh, oh, yeah. You know. That's good. And so those are things I feel like it's a continual process. But whoever the Lord has for you will have grace and patience with your journey. You are spot on with that. You are spot on with that. I know 
my I know my my regular listeners might get tired of me telling this part because again, like mm-hmm. this whole flow of the All About Love segment has been a continuous theme of you know similar conversation. And I always talked about how I got to a point in my singleness where I was healed enough. I was I wasn't completely whole by any means, but I was healed enough to recognize some of my own flaws, my own triggers, my own everything. Yes. So that when I did meet my husband and we were dating, um, you know, when you're when you've been in a certain relationship, you're used to things being a certain way. And so. Anytime my husband and I, well, boyfriend at the time, but anytime we'd have a disagreement, you know, I'd be ready to go in. I'd be ready to go in, ten toes down. I'm ready to go off. Word. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> and it was when, you know, I'm getting loud and I'm ready. I'm like, what's up? Like I'm borderline ready Word. to square up. You know, and he's talking to me, and I'm just like. Why you? Why you not reacting? Now I'm mad because I'm yelling and you talking. Now I feel stupid. But then it was also, but it was one of those times where I did. I stopped. I had to stop myself in my tracks. Like you are not during the moment because during the moment I was already there. I was already there. It was what it was. (laughs) Okay, it was what it was. (laughs) But afterwards, after things died down, I had to sit with myself and think to myself like self. You did the most. Come on. You did the most and you didn't even have to. And not one time did this man curse at you. Come on. Not one time did he raise his voice at you. Jesus. And I was taken. I was like, I never have to correct myself. How dare he make me feel like I'm the problem? And, you know, but these were all like the convicting Ooh, these were all the convicting thoughts that I was thinking to myself that I was going through a process. Mm-hmm. So then I got to a point where it's like, you know, Kayla, you were the problem. You oh. did make the mistake. You did. You were out of line. Come on. So correct that. And yeah. that that type of humility, that type of humbling. And again, this was before I even knew the qualities of the spirit and God was walking with me. I'm trying to figure out just from like a truly human standpoint, like, what is this that I'm feeling? I know I'm wrong and that's all I know. And so, but again, I was healed enough to be able to sit with myself and have that conversation. When you're not healed or close to being healed, you're not mature enough to even have that that dialogue with yourself to question yourself, to ask yourself those hard questions. Like you said earlier, you have to be in a space where you can take accountability for what you do. That's so good. To not play the victim. Come on. To know that sometimes you can be the villain. Come on. And to actually accept that and then And moving forward, healing says, now, how can we do better the next time you're faced with this? Yeah. So the next time I feel my blood boiling and I'm ready to go in and I remember he's talking to me and I'm like, okay, so we can talk or I can take a pause or I can take a minute or whatever I need to do because I don't want to go off like I did last time. Yeah, that's that's so good. So and, and so I think. Yeah, being healed enough to recognize when you are approached with something healthy, that you still have these unhealthy ways of doing things that still need attention. And so a lot of my healing came came with while I was dating him, while we were dating, because like I said, he had a calm spirit and I was used to the noise. I was used to the to the chaos. Ooh, yeah. So it was a lot of correcting that I had to do, that I had to recognize, and I had to calm down a lot. But again, being healed enough to recognize my downfalls and mature enough to correct them. And even still, years went by and I thought I was good. We was good. Everything's good. Coasting. And then 
something happened and it wasn't even like a personal thing that happened between us, but there was some, I'm not going to go into detail, but there was an outside thing that triggered something from my past relationship. Mm. And I was like, how am I still being triggered? Come on. How am I still being triggered at this Mm. point in my life, at this point in my relationship, in my marriage? How am I still being triggered from something from the past? And again, being healed enough to recognize that has saved our relationship so many times. Yeah. Because when things happen, you just want to be like, you know what? Forget it. We're going to throw in a towel without actually digesting it. That's so good. All of that. I think. I think it's so huge because it, it requires dying to self. That part over and over and and two you know it's like you won't first of all dying to self feels unnatural unnatural it almost (laughs) can make you feel sick on the inside like dang i gotta do this yeah what and i was (laughs) choking on the i'm sorry (laughs) right right exactly you know but I, i although although we don't handle things perfectly in relationships. Mm-hmm. I think love, love is a really good guideline to how to treat. Even My if God. I can't handle. Yeah. So, so what I've noticed, cause I'm dating. Yeah. I'm literally, I've gone through so many of the things you, you even say it. So that's the only reason I can speak to it, you know? Yeah. But it's like, for me, sometimes, because when I get angry, you won't be able to tell in my voice. Mm. Because I don't raise my voice, but you could tell on my face. Yep. Because I show it. That face going to tell it every time. Yep. So it's like on the phone, if we get into it, he he can appreciate my voice. But then if we're together, I can't I can't shift how I feel. Yeah. Right. And, which is interesting. And it's like, you know, sometimes I have to process and I'm grateful to have the space to do that and then come back. With, with whatever the Lord dealt with me on. Mm. It's a safe place, right? So it's I think it's identifying everybody has different ways of dealing with things, but we have to have grace with each other yeah. to, to get better and meet each other, right? And it's like, all of this, I need the Lord. In all of it. I need the Lord in singleness <laughs> while I'm dating. I will never stop needing him. Never. Jesus. You know, my God. Yes. And his wisdom and, you know, just his guidance. Cause I could, I'll, I'll be trash sometimes. <laughs> Who doesn't though? You know, and I'd be like, dang, I didn't know that about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like you said, I, I think whatever age our heart is, we've lived many lives before. So mm. I don't know if I don't know if triggers will ever stop. Yeah, you know, it, it's just whatever the Lord decides to bring forth for us to become holy in at the moment, because it's opportunity. You know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was just getting ready to say that the triggers have always been an opportunity to learn, to correct, to yeah. do the introspective work. The triggers are not necessarily sent to destroy. And so perspective is a really big thing. And that's really what I coach on. Like just as a mindset coach is perspective, perspective, perspective. Like you could look at it this way, but you could also look at it this way. So why is it that you choose to look at the latter? And so that's a lot of, you know, that's just a lot of what I, what I do as a mindset coach is. Just helping people to shift their perspective and to do the inner work. Like, it's not always the outside things, but it's always about how you react to it. Always. It's so much about the inner work that it's like, if you cheat your inner work, you're going to cheat some part of your life. You're going to cheat almost all of it because it's going to show up. That's what I'm saying. You will continue to be exposed for who you are or who you are not. Come on. You cannot falsify who you are 
for your entire life. You have to do the work. And it is always so evident when a person has not done the work. It is loud. Especially when you are in such a deep place in God. Spiritually, you can recognize another spirit. You can recognize, yeah, like who, who has done the work or who is in the process of doing the work. Absolutely. Because it shows up in either you're boastful or you're very humble. You're loving and you extend grace because you know what it feels like to feel a certain way or be in a certain space or you are unforgiving. Mm. But it all shows up. Somehow, some way. Mm. And I think that and I think that when you do grow closer in God, you recognize like how flawed you are and you recognize how much grace he has given you. Come on. And then it becomes who am I to not extend grace to other people? Amen. Because it's like, if I, if, if, yeah, you have to, you have to, it's, it's, it's without a question at a certain point. So, but I just want to end with <coughs> what is, I mean, we've been given encouraging words the whole time, mm-hmm. but if there's something specific, like something that you personally learned that you wish more people knew a word of advice, what is it? And that can be, you know, in regards to singleness, it can be in regards to anything, just something that you personally learned that shifted the trajectory of your life, that shifted your perspective, something that you wish more people do. What would that be? You know, I think I think it reflects the whole conversation, but I think everybody's superpower is learning to truly love themselves. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds cliche and very simple, but even if you go to childhood, like what was I good at? How, how was I as a child before life shaped me Oof. right into who I am now? Am I happy? What yeah. makes me happy? You know, those simple things, I think, um, really align you with who, who God intended for you to be. Mm. The truth of the matter is God does have plans for us, but they're based on our obedience yeah. and, and our ability to surrender our will. And sometimes our will is our introverted personality. Ooh. Right? Sometimes yeah. our, our will is generational things that we just say, hey, you know, nobody really had money. I'm just keep living paycheck to paycheck. It's like, no, God created you to to break that generation Jesus. Yeah. I think the more we just sit with ourselves and do the work and say, Hey, I love me. And I'm not going to shun away from the talents and gifts God has given me. Lord, help me to, um, you know, operate in my authority here on earth. Cause you, you placed me here, you know, before I was in my mother's womb, you had a plan for me. Jesus. You know, you knew me before the foundation of the world. So I'm important to you. Absolutely. Mm. So, yeah. So let me align with what heaven says about me so I can do my my job here and then see you and you be so happy. You know, and it starts with loving yourself. Yes. That's good. That's good. I usually um, at the end of the episode, I usually always give my listeners homework or something to journal about. But. Honestly, you guys, it is truly the same running theme that has reigned all of February. And that is to do your work for yourself. Ask yourself the hard questions. Sit with yourself. Sit in silence. Get away from the noise for a minute. Learn who you are. Learn as much about yourself as you can. And I also want to encourage you to learn who you are in God. Learn what God says about you. Learn how he feels about you. And when you get secure in the love of God, that brings so much confidence and security within yourself. Because then it's like, if the creator of 
all things, loves me as who I am. If the creator of all things can give me grace, if the creator of all things can, can still think about me, I don't, like all these other people in this world, he still thinks about me. He's still intentional about my life and his plan for my life. Like, how can I not be in love with him? How can I not honor that? He knows me better than anybody. Yeah. But it does start with loving yourself, knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. How could you even get to that point? And I'm just going to stop there because we, we can really talk about this all day. And, <laughs> and Wendy, I want to give you an opportunity to let the people know where they can see more of you, your social medias, what projects you have, like all things, just let loose on everything that you got going on. Cause you got a lot. I do. I do have a lot of things. Uh, I did want to piggyback off of something you said, man, some, something at the end. Um, hmm. I can't remember right now, Uh-oh. but was it when saga? About God, um, like knowing who you are in him? It was literally the end of what you said. I was going to interject, but I'm like, no, I'm going to remember. Oh, man. That always, <laughs> don't that always happen? I know. You're going to remember as soon as we done, too. I know. It's it's all good. It, it dealt with, oh, that's it. So, you know, I think because even for me, I have to ask the Lord to help me receive revelations of your love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we can understand that he's loving. Jesus died. You know, it's, it it can be heart knowledge in some or heart. Yeah, knowledge in some moments and you feel it. But to have the true revelation Ooh. of even your identity, you know, I literally when I don't know where to go in scripture, I I Google you know, what does the Bible say I am as a Christian? Yeah. And I look at these scriptures, you know, and when my life situation has not aligned with what God says I am, then I have to process that. Yes. You know, because otherwise I could say God loves me, you mm-hmm. know, and, but it, it don't be a true uh, revelation in my heart. Uh-oh. Nope, we good, we good, oh, we good. Okay. Yes, revelation <laughs> in my heart. Oh, okay. I'm like, eesh, a timer. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say that for, for those who, who it doesn't come automatic um, to know the true revelation of his love. You know, invite him even when you read your scriptures. You know, even if you're not familiar with the Holy Spirit. Holy yeah. Spirit, I invite you to highlight stuff to me and he's like a person. He'll come and, you know, in your thought life, he'll talk to you. Yes. And you build, you know, a relationship. And yes. So I wanted to say that for, for those who don't practically know um, what to say or, or how to invite the Lord in or, Lord, I don't feel your love. Can you can you help me? Yeah. Because there are moments you are going to have to do that. And that's exactly how my relationship with him started was I was honest. I got really, really bold and really honest with God to the point I had to even repent (laughs) for the way that I started. Because I was like, Lord, now that I know who you are, I am so sorry for the way that I talked to you in the beginning. Because, you know, my my question was just like, like, God, you know, you this big God and everybody say you be doing all these things, but Lord, I don't see it. Help me. I want to see you how other people see you because I'm not feeling it. I don't see it. And that was at the very beginning of my walk. But when little did I know that was me inviting him to show me who he was. It's like, Lord, I want to I want to know what's so good about you, because this life that I'm living ain't it. And so I have nothing to lose by trying to walk with you. It's just hard because I'm not seeing you show up. Well, I didn't I didn't recognize when you were showing up because he's been there, regardless of if I mm-hmm. knew and acknowledged it or not. He's yeah. been there. Um, but I just again, I didn't have the revelation 
of his movements. I didn't have the revelation of how he operated in my life. I didn't have revelation of anything that he did because I didn't, I wasn't in relationship with him. So yeah, just be honest with where you are in your life. Honest with God about, yeah, just where you are, how you're feeling, because it did, it flipped my life upside down the second I got honest and it was difficult. But it all worked out for the absolute best. So, yeah, that that authenticity is huge. And um, yeah, I I just think it's beautiful because he made us all so different. You know, tears for me could be a prayer, you know, and and a prayer could be a song for somebody else. You know, so it's just so beautiful how how he made us and how he has grace. It's just just started. Really? Hey, hey, Father, today ain't a good day. Can you just keep me? <laughs> Boom. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You know? Because <laughs> the truth be... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, sometimes you really, you just don't have the words. No. And that's that's being saved for years. It doesn't get easier. You just need him more. Yes. That's you it. Know? So... So yes, so I I want to backtrack. So I'm happy that came. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad because that was good. That was yeah. good. <laughs> so so online you can find me at Just Witty J U S T W H I T I. The Dating Project you can find that at uh, the Dating Project official. Here you have an app that you can sign up and um, potentially find and be connected to whoever the Lord has for you. We're Mm -hmm. being prayerful over that. And I'm super excited for whatever the Lord turns it into. Um, What else? Oh, I have a clothing line, Wifeable. Hey, Wifeable, your favorite in the flesh. I love that. Hey, I love that. (laughs) Yep. And you can get that at justwitty.com. Diminishing Value of Love is on Amazon Prime. So you can check that out. It's my first feature film. Okay. Congratulations. Congratulations. That is amazing. Yeah. And so I'm actually working on another feature right now. Uh, And I'm I'm a host. I do a lot of things. I'm a writer. So just check me out on justwitty.com and you will see me wherever the Lord take me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's real. And that is real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this space with us, for being here and for sharing, you know, just another side of Whitney. Thank you for sharing your vulnerabilities. Um, I can always appreciate and respect someone who just, you know, just, just feels led to share the deeper parts of them and it does not go unappreciated or unnoticed. And I just want you to know that you are a beautiful spirit. And I wish you the absolute best of luck. Now we don't really do luck, but the best of blessings because <laughs> may God continue to bless you. May he continue to bless you and honor your obedience to him in everything that you do. Um, because you you really are on to something. Just like your bio said, like you are going to be a pillar in this generation. So just continue doing what you're doing. And stay faithful. Amen. I received that uh, while you were talking. So the Lord kind of deals with me uh, with vision sometimes. Yeah. And so while you were talking, um, I saw like a I saw like an open field Mm. and it was almost like a farm. Um, It might have had gates, but I saw like you planting a seed and then a, a tree shot forth. Wow. But but then. Like the whole open field, a bunch of trees shot forth. Jesus. Yeah. And so I feel like um, I feel like that signifies that whatever seeds you're planting will have favor on them because it doesn't make sense to plant one seed and one and then everything else mm. takes forth. Um, I think it deals with generations for you. Wow. And um, it was really green. Uh, the grass, super um, like lime green, so it's super Oof. healthy. So, um, 
Yeah, and then the sun is shining really bright. So just wanted to share. I received that. And what you're not about to do is make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. You know, I just just be obedient. Yeah. Yeah. So you have favor on whatever seeds. Because even the other seeds, they all came up at the same time and they were full trees. So Jesus. um, Yeah. Amen. Thank you. I received that. I received that fully. <laughs> My little tear ducts is going crazy. They acting up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I thank you. Um, I thank you again. And I thank y'all for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in to Tuesday Talk the Podcast. And I will talk to you guys next week. All right. Much love. Thank you guys for sharing space with me today. If you found this episode enlightening, but want more clarity for how to connect these perspectives in your own walk, or even just need overall guidance for your own journey, don't hesitate to book your free discovery session with me at www.soulvibelifestyles.com or even take yourself through one of my 30 day self-guided journals by me and my business partner, Sharice Chambers. The link to both can be found in the show notes. This Tuesday Talk episode was powered by my faithful listeners and coffee funders. For those of you who know, there is no Tuesday Talk episode without my Tuesday Talk coffee and you. If you'd like to contribute a coffee to keep me sharp, you can do so with the link in the show notes. Thank you all for your generous contribution because honestly, what's a woman without God, coffee, and your support? Talk to y'all next week. Thank you for listening.